Welcome to the Hardy Mom Podcast. My mom has tips and tricks to help you live well with health challenges. Your health challenged, girl, I get it. Feeling anxious, depressed, don't you sweat hey, it's Jen, it. And I am so excited to be here today because today we're going to talk about the five benefits of playing board games with your family. And I have games. So if you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to tell you about them. And if you're watching the video, you can see them because these are the games that help my family and I reconnect. Because if you have kids that are older than four, you know that the older they get, the more they start like going out, they meet new people, they do all these other things. And that connection is slowly getting smaller and smaller. Now, sometimes you might have a child that's kind of clingy and you might think, oh my goodness, they're never going to go away and do other things, but they will, trust me, those clingy, clingy little ones end up growing up and moving out and doing their thing just like everybody else. And what I'm going to encourage you to do today is keep that connection, keep it going from the time they're little all the way through high school, through college, through adulthood. And a great, great way to do this is games. So for instance, we have a, you know, five adult children, and then we have the two at home. And our two at home are an 11 year old boy and a 13 year old girl. Well, I have an older son who's 26 now. Oh my goodness. And for him and a 13 year old girl, they don't have a whole lot in common right? But they have games in common. And so even though we live in Florida and he lives in Wisconsin, he and my daughter a couple times a week play Minecraft. Now that's not a board game, but it keeps them connected. Another example that my children's very best friend lives in Tokyo, Japan, and they play Minecraft every week, every week for three and a half years that they've been apart. They play Minecraft. Now, is this an ad for Minecraft? Absolutely not. Because really what I want to talk to you about is playing board games in your home. But the connections from games are incredible. So some of the games that we play at home are, well, number one is chess because it teaches them. And let me tell you something. If you think, well, I don't know chess, the best way to learn chess is from a child. So my oldest son that I was just talking about, when he was six, he learned how to play chess. And he taught me when he was six. And I was an adult, obviously. And it was the best because they just, they fine tune things and they just explain to you in an easy way to understand. And now I play chess. So hands down the way to learn. Other classic things are, where did it go? Yahtzee. Yahtzee. Oh my goodness, this game. And the great thing about Yahtzee is that for your kids that are in school, it teaches math and it's reinforcing addition and there's, you know, and multiplication for the, you know, the numbers on the die and everything. So you get a little bit of education in with that game without anybody really thinking about it. And that to me is always wonderful. Now, a lot of the games we play don't have any educational thing whatsoever except for strategy or whatever. And there are some games that sometimes make people upset, but we really, really like them. And so on a day when people are feeling a little touchy, we don't play them, which leads me to love, um, which is one of the benefits is that people feel loved by playing games. If you're playing a game and someone is crying or visibly upset, they're not feeling loved. And that's not a game that you really want to play over and over. A good example of that is Exploding Kittens. We love this game. It is an amazing game. 
and it was it was a crowdsource game. That's how it started. It's amazing. But some days when my kids are feeling really sensitive or whatever, it makes them cry. So on those days, we don't play that. Our hands down family favorite game of all time for all ages. And this is this is where playing adults, kids, whatever come in. Munchkin. Now, Munchkin has a ton of different versions. My personal favorite is the Shakespeare version of Munchkin. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have links to these games on the website. So you're going to go to hardymom.com slash episodes and go to this episode, which is episode 92 is what I want to say. And you're going to get links to all these. I won't get anything because I'm not even Amazon affiliate right now, but, um, but you can find them because they're amazing. Now, another one that can get people a little bit riled up, but is right now also one of our family favorites is unstable unicorns. This game is hysterical and then there's there's packs and for almost all these games um there's like exploding kittens and munchkin there's expansion packs you can get so like for unstable unicorns we have the dragons and the adventures expansion packs oh my gosh so much fun because like i said kids start growing up they start being tweens teens high school and they're like oh mom whatever but the games that i'm telling you are tried and true these are games that we play from our kids from the time they were young all the way up to our 32 year old son-in-law comes and we play and it's so much fun so um Another one of the newer games is Happy Little Dinosaurs, also has expansion packs. It's another one where you're killing people off. But, you know, with games, people win and people lose. And sometimes that upsets people. And I'm going to tell you something right now. This is really, really important. In a time where everybody gets a trophy, in a time where there's not supposed to be winners and losers, I got to tell you guys, Um, everyone in life doesn't win at everything that they do. And games teach humans that it's not always about the win, right? Sometimes it's just about the fun of being together. And I think that is a really important lesson. Now, does it mean that just because you're an adult, you're going to brutalize through the game and just kick every young child's butt? No, that's not what it means. But, you know, it's okay that kids win. Please don't let your child win every game that you play every time you are not teaching them anything. And honestly, you are taking away the thrill of winning because if they know I'm going to play a game, I'm going to win it. Okay. That's setting them up for failure in so many ways. Number one, like I said, they don't experience that. Wow. I legit won. Okay. Number two, when they play with other people, they don't let them win. And then they're going to cry because why do I always lose with that person? Right. And so it's just a good life lesson. You go out, you know, you play a game, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And in our house, what we do for the younger kids, and obviously not the adults, is every time we finish a game, we shake each other's hands and we say to the winner, congratulations on winning. And thank you. Or to the other people, thank you for a good game, whatever, because we're teaching them good sportsmanship. Good sportsmanship is so important. And honestly, it is a skill that a lot of kids don't have. And so I highly encourage it. Now, if you've got some younger kids, Dogman. Dogman is a really cool game. It does not take a very long time to play. And 
it's just, if kids are into dog, man, oh my gosh, they love it. And along the same like marketing lines, Pete the cat, it's a younger kid game. You don't even have to read to play this game. So you can play it. It says age four and up, but I mean, you could even have a three-year-old play that. Um, we still play Pete the cat sometimes while we're eating just because it kind of just gets us connected again. And it's super fast. This game is another is educational game. It's called The Scrambled States of America. There's a little book that goes with it, a very short book, but it comes in the box and it just tells you what happened with the states. They got all scrambled up and it, it's a, it teaches ge geography while you play. And what's really cool is that a lot of times kids, because they're in school and studying geography, can kick adults' butts at this game because we are not studying geography so much. But it's also fun. Oh, Llamas Unleashed. It, this is made by the same people that did the unicorn game. And it's just a variation on that. That's fun. I have my kids bring in all the games that we have played recently. And Taco, Cat, Goat, Cheese, Pizza. Now, if you are struggling with cognitive issues, if you are struggling with brain fog, if you're having a hard time getting your thoughts together, you should buy this game and play it with your family because it really messes with your head. And because basically all of you have to do over and over, everybody puts down a card at the same time. One, two, three, go. And you say taco. And then you say, and then your next one you put one down, say cat. And the next one you put down, you say goat. And the next one you put down, you say cheese. And the next one you say pizza. Now, no matter what's on the card, you have to say that word. Oh my gosh, it really freaks out your brain. And then when it's actually the thing you say, you slap it kind of like slapjack, you know, Another thing that I would recommend is cards. Like, you know, your traditional deck of 52 cards. There are a million different games. Literally, you can play with those. And, you know, teach your kids the classic games. Teach them rummy. Teach them go fish. Teach them war. I mean, if it is a long, rainy day or a snowy day or it's really hot and you can't go outside and you want to burn some time, play that game of war because it does take a while, but it keeps going. Another one that takes a really long time. And honestly, that's why it's not my favorite is Monopoly because Monopoly can go on for an infinite amount of time. And it was not on my desk for a reason because it's not my favorite. I love Sorry also, but for some reason, Sorry makes people cry. I don't know. Some of these other games, you're literally killing off their characters but sorry makes them sadder. So why am I encouraging you to play board games with your kids? And stick around to the end because I have a little bonus tip for you at the very end and it's going to be awesome and well worth you staying. So, oh, and while we're taking a little, putting a pin in that, could you like and subscribe wherever you're listening or watching? Can you just um, favorite or subscribe or whatever the little doohickey is? Because that is what makes this show up to more people's feeds. And I think it's really important because as parents, we want to reconnect with our kids. We want to stay connected with our kids. And this is the way to do it because no matter what your kid's age is, and if you have teenagers that are like, oh, I'm not going to play a game. I'm telling you, go pick some of those games that I listed first because it doesn't matter how old they are. They're cool. And why? Why are we playing these board games? Number one, laughter. It really is healing. If you are a mom with a chronic illness, a mom who's stressed, a parent who's just had it with everybody, get out a game, play the game. And unless everyone's in a super foul mood, in which case it's quiet time for an hour and try it again. 
it's going to make you laugh together. And that bonds you, that gets you back together. Um, and then quality time. Everyone needs quality time. I don't care if you've got a teenager that spends their whole life in their room and tells them they don't want to talk to you and whatever. It's forced family time, guys. I'm telling you, you need to keep that connection going. And this is how you're going to do it. Okay. Sitting there and grilling them with questions is not going to build your relationship. But if you're playing a game that lasts for a while, conversation naturally happens and they are going to end up sharing things. And another thing is going to happen is they're going to know you want to spend time with them because they may be acting like they don't want to spend time with you, but it may be because they've come to you several times. Okay. And I'm an offender of this. This happened to me with one of my sons. He came and came and came. And I was, I was like, go, go, go. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy with your younger siblings. And I wasn't realizing how hurt I made him by doing that. And if I just had paid attention and said, okay, every night, every other night, twice a week, at least weekly, we're going to have a game night. We're going to have a couple hours where we're together, pop some popcorn, chips and dip, whatever we're going to do. Would have made a big difference. Okay. And that goes to the love part. Number three is love because you're going to feel loved. You're all taking time for each other. You're spending time together. Um, and if you, if you have kids that are really like sibling rivalry is really heavy, find games where you can be on teams and put those people together on a team. So they're working together. Okay. You don't want to take your children who are already fighting and pit them against each other. That's not a good plan. So things like beat the parents, that's a good game where you can put your kids together against the parents. And then, you know, then they're working together and they're like, you got that right. And they'll yell at each other when they got it wrong, but they're still working together. Okay. And then fun. Okay. Just because you're a mom doesn't mean you need to stop having fun. This is what I don't understand. We are adults. We can choose what we do with all of our time. Why are we filling it up with boring things that make us sad and make this face. That was a very sad, angry face. If you're listening to the podcast, why? Why do we walk around with resting witch face all the time when we could be doing all the things that we love all day? We could be turning dishes into a game and like gamifying everything, which we can talk about another day because I figured out how to gamify chores. And that was amazing. No matter what ages you have, play these games. Get one of them for, you know, holidays, birthday, whatever, and check it out and try it. I guarantee say, you know what? One day a week, we're going to play games for a month and just see where it takes your family. And if you like it, keep it going. If you hate it, don't. Because isn't that what we all want? Don't we all just want to be happy? Aren't we doing everything we do to be happy? And if you're not, why? Right? So go out, go forth. Play games, have a great time, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining me. The Hardy Mom Podcast, yeah, I'm here for you. Tips and tricks here that will help you. There's advice from experts and interviews. Find time to be with your kids and family. I can help you get it done easily. So premenopausal or postpartum, all stages of womanhood, girl, we've got them. I've been there, I've done that too, with a hearty mom podcast, yeah, I'm here for you.